0: Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Gerardier, and today we're talking about five communication trends for 2019. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter, and noise, and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about five trends for church communicators in 2019. Now, this is some of the stuff that actually I'm seeing in our church actually play out and stuff that I have seen research on. And with this podcast in general, I always want this podcast to be stuff that's practical. This is like, this is what I am seeing play out, not in just my church, but in other churches. Because I want it to be something that's actually real and not just kind of pie in the sky like philosophy. This is actual real things that are happening. So these are five things that identify that I see happening or I know are going to happen just based off of seeing those things occur or, or, or excuse me about to occur like you can see that the trend lines kind of kind of going that direction so some of these are cultural some of these are technical some of these are just general marketing stuff so it's a little bit just these are five trends that i think are going to affect you and your church's work coming in 2019 so let's go ahead and get started trend number one People are putting more of their trust into other people online and less trust into ads. In other words, they are putting their trust in more into what they think are reputable people and things versus ads. We're seeing a growing trend where ads are honestly not seen as being reputable. And you really kind of see that playing out, at least I've seen it played out, in specifically like Facebook pages versus groups. But to me, is a classic example of how that works. Most people are starting to see content that comes from pages is really kind of like ads, whereas content they get inside of a group as part of a community, it comes from an actual person and not some just you know vague entity as real content that actually has value. And because they're attaching a person with that and not a, a organization, that content is carrying more weight. And I'm seeing that more and more with the way that our people interact with our content. The more it is people-centric and less organization-centric and it doesn't feel like an ad, the better off the content is is, is working out. So I think people are just becoming increasingly, increasingly more ad resistant. And I think this plays out again, in terms of in your world of ministers versus ministries doing the communicating. A lot of ministers want to hide behind a ministry brand and have the ministry communicate things versus they themselves communicating it. And I'm finding more and more that it's more effective to have a minister communicate versus a ministry communicate that thing that you want to get out there in the public. So a good examples like student ministry. You can have a student ministry account communicate, all these things on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever channels it is that you're using. But it's far more effective to have the student minister or student minister volunteers communicate that because people trust people versus a generic brand. Now, part of the reaction of this be is 2019 as people become more ad resistant, is you're going to have this tendency to want to, I say, pump up the volume. In other words, we need to either crank out more content, which we'll talk about that in a second, or you want to... Um, you know, you you want to kind of blast, turn up the volume, or we're just gonna, you're going to, you know, talk more about that thing, um, and thinking that's more effective. I don't think that's gonna work. I think you really are going to have to rely more on people and people that people trust when it comes to creating content and getting content in people's hands. So the fact that you can have them complete whatever call to action you want them to do. So that's how I've I've kind of seen this play out for us. Uh, I just had a meeting this week with our missions team where I said, look. You keep wanting to put mission stuff on our Facebook page, but I'm here to tell you, you really need to start your own Facebook group. And then you all, the missions team, need to start sharing the content inside the group and on your own Instagram profiles because that will do much, much better than us just trying to do it just from the the mothership, if you will, the main Facebook page. So that's trend number one. I think people are, again, are putting more of their trust in other people and putting less trust in ads that they see online. That that The trustworthiness of ads, I think, is declining. Number two, content creation for you and your church will have to increase in 2019 now when I say that if if I was on the other end of this podcast listening to it I my eyes would either roll or my or my shoulders would shrug because that just seems like more work to do and to be honest with you I think that's a completely valid response but the truth is is that when you look at what channels are high growth, And continue to grow for 2019, you're going to see that they require a lot more content uh, input than your traditional channels have always done. So if you think of like your traditional channels being like your website or your Facebook page, you could easily do one piece of content and it's pretty static. It's an image, it's a link, and you just kind of get it out there and you're kind of done. Well, we know that that is no longer the trend. You have to go to groups. And on top of that, we know that Instagram continues to grow. And not only that, the feature inside of Instagram that seems to have the most rapid growth is their stories aspect, and same same thing you can say for Facebook as well. Facebook stories continue to grow. Well, if you look at the way stories are done, stories require you to create multiple pieces of content. Um, it's not something you just throw one thing out there and you're kind of done. You have to consistently keep creating content, especially if you're going to try to get into this attention game where you are trying to get people's attention. You're just going to have to create more content, and that for a lot of us is. Really difficult given our current work constraints. So, we're going to have to rethink our work and actually probably do an analysis on what we need to let go of so the fact we can do more of this stuff on these channels that we know people are watching and listening to. Now, you're also going to have probably this other debate inside of your mind or on your team of quantity versus quality. If you're cranking out more content, does the quality go down? And to be honest with you, it probably will. Quanti- your quality of your content probably will go down somewhat as you crank up the quantity. However, I think that if the if the content itself is authentic, and I know that's an overused word, but if it is kind of like you being you and you being true to who the brand is um, and the quality is probably a little bit less, I think people are going to be okay with that. I genuinely do. I think the days of you having this really, polished piece of content, every single you know, every single piece of content is pitch perfect is, is, is going to come to an end. I think just you can't do that. And I think also you want to kind of keep people a little bit offbeat in terms of not giving them the same content over and over again in terms of style. You're going to have to change things up. So that's trend number two. Content creation is going to need to increase based off of the trend lines of what we're seeing in 2019 of which channels seem to have the highest growth, that being Facebook stories and Instagram stories. Trend number three, Gen Z, Generation Z, will start to make up almost half of the young adults in your church. So if you were to take a young adult category and you are to say it's like 18 to 25-ish or maybe up to 18 to 30, depending on how you categorize young adults in your church, Gen Z is becoming an increasing part of that. Um, Gen Z, if you don't know, runs basically anyone born between 1995, I think they go up to 2009, but your Gen Z, Gen Z's will be the earliest ones will start to hit 20 24. So that means they are you know at that point they're getting out of college and they're now integrating themselves into your ministries or into your churches into your churches. So that trend is going to continue to go up in twenty nineteen. So what's that mean? Well, you got to remember there's a whole set of research on Generation Z and how they're different than Generation Y X and the Boomers and the Builders. And some of the stuff we're seeing in that is is that this generation likes to be empowered. Now that's a, that's very different than generation Y millennials. Millennials wanted to be guided. In other words, they want you to be their guide along the path or along their journey to wherever they're going. Um, generation Z wants to be empowered. Empower me to make my decisions and I'll turn around and I'll figure it out. Well, for you, from a church communicator standpoint, that means when you're dealing with a gen Z minister, it's different than dealing with a Gen Y minister. You're gonna start having Generation Z ministers on your staff. And those they're not gonna want you to be their guide and walk them through how church communication should be done. They want you to empower them because they're gonna go out and do it themselves. And for a lot of us, that's really scary because we've never dealt with the generation that kind of had that mentality coming in uh, to ministry. That's that's a that's a new thing for us. So for a lot of us, we're gonna have to learn how to let go. Uh, and and kind of, and, and let them do their thing, empower them, maybe give them some tools, try to provide some guidance, but know that one of the things we're seeing is, is that they are going to want to be empowered. They don't want to be guided. And I've actually, again, going back to my church, I've actually seen this start to happen. We have a, we have one intern who is a Gen Z intern and how he functions is drastically different than how my generation Y interns function. He just he wants to be empowered. He wants to just do it. He wants to do it himself. Doesn't want to be guided. Uh, and so it's it's one of those things where we're having to learn how to do that. You, as a church communicator, as you deal with volunteers, as you deal with staff, are going to have to learn how to do that. And that 2019 trend is going to just it's going to go through that trend of that growth of that generation will again continue all the way through 2019. Number four, five G starts to go nationwide. Now, you may say, what is 5G? 5G is basically, I'm talking about the cellular, the, the, the network speed around the country. Right now, we're at, in terms of your cell phone, you look at your cell phone, you have 4G LTE. Um, and that's the fastest speed that we have on cellular networks. Well, we know in 2018, they started out rolling 5G in, I think, 12 major markets. And we know that's coming across the board and rapid expansion in 2019 on through 2020. What that means is that means video streaming is going to continue to rise as a, quality of streaming will now go up as people are going to be able to get faster streaming, faster downloads, content faster in their phones. It means apps will be able to load content faster, pull from the network. You're going to have a better overall mobile experience on on your cellular networks than you did before. That's really big because that means that content is going to be a lot more richer and a better experience. And again, phone hardware will start to catch up. So a little bit of the, the network will come first and then maybe the phones will catch up. You're going to see this kind of, chicken and egg problem occur for a little bit. But then when things rocket and they take off, this means I think that visual content will continue to rise at a rapid rate, specifically video. The video is going to rise at an extremely high rapid rate. In fact, if I was telling you, if you had a, if you had a staff position by somebody who was going to tell you that, hey, you have an opportunity to hire a staff member, I would hire more video people than would anything else right now because the amount of video content I think your church is going to have to create in 2019 and 2020, I think that's really going to multiply pretty fast in terms of how much you've got to create. So this is a, this may seem like a more of a technical thing, but the reality of it is it has really, really huge implications for you because of the way that content will now be able to deliver to people faster because of the 5G network. And number five, voice search is going to continue to rise. So when I say voice search, I'm thinking stuff like Google assistant, your Amazon echo, Siri, voice search is going to continue to rise. They estimate that out of the 3.5 billion searches that are performed every day on Google, about one third of them are voice searches. In other words, somebody is just speaking into a microphone somewhere and then Google's out and going and grabbing that information. I know in our house, uh, Amazon Echo is a huge tool that we use specifically in the morning, trying to figure out what the weather's like. You know, we ask, uh, you know, Alexa, what's the weather? And then from there, we can figure out how the boys can dress that morning, if they can wear shorts or not, all based off of what the weather's like, because we've asked the Amazon Echo. I think more and more people are going to rely on these devices to ask questions. So the question for you then is, is how do you become a part of that? What do you do? Do you need to build an Amazon Alexa skill where people can ask questions about your church? They can pull up the church's podcast. These are all things that there are not really great answers for it yet. I think some companies are going to start creating resources. I know the Church of England um, has created an app where you, an uh, Amazon Echo, you can actually enable that skill and you can ask some, you can ask your uh, uh, Echo theological questions, which I think is kind of interesting. But I think tools are going to be coming in 2019 for you to kind of build that kind of stuff. And of course, probably with anything, it's probably kind of expensive at first, but then the price will kind of go down. But it's something you need to take a look at and figure out. How do you become part of that ecosystem? Because voice is going to continue to rise and go and just continue to grow and continue to go up. I mean, right now you're listening to a podcast. So if that doesn't tell you that voice is on the rise, I don't know what else will. But podcasts continue to rise. And I think voice search is going to go up again in 2019 and take off all the way up into 2020 as well. So there you go. So those are the five trends that I see for church communicators in 2019. I'm seeing them play out in our church I'm trying to figure out how we manage that. Um, What do we have to let go of as church communicators so we can embrace some of these trends and kind of get ahead of them so the fact that our church won't be behind in some of these cultural communication and technological trends as well. So that's what we're looking at for in 2019. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do us a huge favor, go on iTunes and leave us a rating. We would really love it. Also share this podcast with a friend and don't forget you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. And you know what? Pretty soon Spotify. So do that. Subscribe. We would love that as well. Until next time, you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.